What's up, everybody? Your boy E-Man coming at you, baby. Episode 9 coming at you solo today. J-Rock cannot make it today. But let's get started, bro. Let's get busy with episode 9. I mean, it's mid-season. NBA free agency is kind of over already. There was a couple of signings. I say a Thomas and Jabari Parker, the last two meeting for once. Carmelo hasn't been dropped yet, but it's going to happen. And let's see who's going to end up with him. I think it's going to say Miami. But forget about basketball for a sec. It's July 15th. Tomorrow is the Home Room Derby. The Midsummer Classic on Tuesday. Let's talk a little baseball, ladies and gentlemen. We got to do a little baseball up in here because, come on, it's not just all about basketball. Even though baseball is not what it used to be. I remember when I was a young kid, man, when I was a teenager, when I was in my, right before, the age of like 10 to like 18, man, you, you were looking forward. The Midsummer Classic, the Home Room Derby, you know, Sammy Sosa, McGuire, uh, Barry Bonds, man. Even, forget about the roids, man. But before all that, you know what I mean? You had all those cats, Jose Canseco, and they're all roid people. I understand. But you wanted to see these cats go. And you used to look forward to that, man. And that was what I used to love about baseball, man. And I used to play baseball growing up as a kid. Number one thing on my mind, besides the World Series, was the All-Star game. When I got to watch my boy Jeter. You know, all oh, my Yankees, Paul O'Neill, Bernie, come up, man, Mariano, Pettit. You know, everybody, everybody pitching, you know, and of course, you know, other players, you know, Rafael Palmero back then used to be one of my favorite players. Um, you know, Donnie Baseball, when I first started watching baseball as a very, very young kid. But the Midsummer Classic and the Home Room Derby is what you look forward to right besides the World Series. Now, this year, and it's it's lost a lot of his pizzazz. I mean, um, I am happy that my Yankees are, are ranked well right at the mid point of the season and you know we have some individuals that are representing us at the all-star game no doubt about it uh, but let's take a look at some of the lineups and we're gonna i'm not gonna spend a lot of time on this because you know it's, it's it's a midsummer classic i love baseball but it's not the same i mean it's not the same let's take a look at the national league starter so wilson Contreras is a catcher you know cubs have a solid season freddie freeman another surprise has been on fire another cub heavy bias a second base by the way atlanta is um third selection for freddie freeman is actually first base starting first time starting so was bias brandon crawford second time shortstop you know good got a look out of three million votes uh nick markakis can you believe markakis who's been a solid baseball player throughout his career has only been selected to one all-star game this is the first time First time he's ever gone to the All-Star game. This guy's had decent numbers. Let's see, Matt Kemp, man. Matt Kemp, resurrection, baby. Third All-Star. But where the hell has Matt Kemp been in the last few years? Matt Kemp sighting. I mean, what happened when he started dating Rihanna, man? His career went downhill. And, of course, Bryce Harper is your last starter for the um, National League. Well, Bryce has been having not the Bryce year. Everybody thought this is going to be the Bryce year because this guy's going to get $300 million or $400 million or whatever, the, whatever they're expecting. Even though he's batting like two fifteen. Has a ton of home runs, 214, 23 home runs, 54 RBIs, but has struck out 102 times, third in the league. At 214 with 23, this guy gets a nod in the All-Star game. This is starting to look a lot like 80s numbers here, ladies and gentlemen, except for the 23 home runs in midseason, which is insane. But, you know, hey, they look they look pretty solid, you know. The, the reserves, let's see if we got some, you know, all right, you know, local Miami guy, Real Muto is there, JT. Buster Posey is injured, but, you know, always makes it, solid catcher. Uh, Joey Votto, six All-Star game, all right. Paul Goldschmidt. All right, Scooter, Schooner Jeanette. I have no idea who this guy is, but he plays second base for the Reds, who has a couple of, a lot of, a lot of reserves here. Trevor Story. Can you believe Trevor Story's first All-Star game ever? I mean, the guy, the guy's been around, you know, not a lot, but he's he's always been a solid player. I'm surprised only only the first one. Shout out to Christian Yelich, you know, uh, Lorenzo Cain, 
Christian Yelich, a former Miami Marlin. You know, I'm not I'm not a Marlins fan, but I live in South Florida, so I give the South Florida listeners a little a little shout out to their their boy Christian Yelich. Blackman, yeah, Yandier Molina, of course, ninth All Star game. He, you know, he's 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 replacing Posey, but he always makes it. Um, what do we have in the pitching, guys, for the starters, man? Let's see what we got pitching. I mean, Marks, Mark Scherzer, of course, six All Star. Jacob Degrom, gotta give Degrom a shot. He's he's their he's their stud for the Mets, future Yankee. Uh, John Lester who will not be playing. And then you got a couple of other individuals here, Aaron Nola, Mike Fitch. I have no idea who these people are. But looking at the National League, pretty solid, pretty solid. I think it's solid, you know, good starters. And uh, But I think the American League has better has a better team. Let's take a look at the American League starters, bro. I mean, uh, let's start right at the top, man. Wilson Ramos, this kid, this catcher from Tampa Bay is, is, is putting great numbers. Jose Abreu. Second All-Star game. This is that rookie, the Cuban rookie who who hit like 35 home runs. Put some like um, some, um, you know, more. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the, the, the former player, the first baseman for the Angels now. Um, put put those numbers like 35 home runs and batted like 320 and stuff like that as rookie season. Then fell off the this, this second season. But now he's a starter. All right? Moises Alou. I mean, Jose Abreu, you know, young Cuban stud. Uh, of course, the hitting machine, Jose Altuve, who's on pace to hit over 200 hits. Uh, hopefully, they say he's going to probably end up with 211 for the sixth season in a row. That's insane. And Manny Machado, the acid, the hottest thing in baseball right now. The LeBron baseball, the LeBron James of baseball right now when it comes to trading and free agency. The Kawhi Leonard of baseball. Uh, Manny Machado is getting busy right now. Rumor the Yankees are doing a tough bid for him. I don't know why. Yankees don't need any more hitting. We have enough hitting. We don't need Manny Machado, my friends. Cashman, we need a third. We need another pitcher. Second stud, baby. Jose Ramirez, second All-Star game in third base. Decent player. You know, no, don't know too much about him. Uh, let me see. Mike Trout, of course. His seventh. Got him. Got to gotta make it. Got to make it. All right. All rise for right fielder Aaron Judge. Second second game. Second um, All-Star game, you know, versus a rookie. Aaron is doing what he's doing. Aaron is the, is the jeter of the team. Aaron is the captain. Baby. He's going to be the captain of the squad. J.D. Martinez, who's out of his mind. J.D. Martinez has been on fire, ladies and gentlemen. J.D. Martinez has been one of those pickups that the that Boston got. That It's unbelievable. Nobody thought he was going to put these numbers with Boston. You know, it was always tough. Um, let's take a look at the reserves for the American League. Right now, I got I got the American League so far, starter. Let me look at the reserves yet. And this is the first time I'm looking at this. I didn't even even prepare for this today. It's kind of impromptu last minute show. So I decided to like throw this together. I haven't even looked at these players yet. So we're looking at first while I'm doing my thing right now, while I'm, I'm reacting and commentating to this, but Salvador Perez, decent, nasty player, six, solid player. Mitch Moreland first. Wow. Don't like he's from Boston. So I could care less about Mitch Moreland. My homie, Glaber Torres. He's injured, but this kid made the team, man. That says a lot about that kid. That's the future right there. That's why we don't need Manny Machado. We have Glaber Torres. We have players, man. We don't need more offense. Francisco Lindor, no doubt about it. Shortstop, you know, needs to. Alex Bregman, wow. Alex Bregman's first. I would think Alex Bregman would make a couple already, but it's his first all-star game. Uh, Michael Brantley, for sure, from Cleveland. You got a lot of Cleveland players, man. Cleveland Cleveland gets the award for the most players to play in the all-star game this year. They got, I think, five of them. So shout out to the Cleveland Indians. Uh, Mitch Hanniger and Shinzu Shu. Can you believe Shinzu Shu? who's been all around platooning, is having a monster bonker season. I mean, it's insane, Mr. Zhu, Mr. Shinzu Zhu, uh, who's always been a solid player wherever he played at, you know. So shout out to Shinju, Shinzu. Uh, Nelson Cruz, you know, veteran, does his thing. Jet Lowry, I have no idea who he is. He's replacing Torres. Gene Segura, these were the final votes I hear. Gene Segura was uh, final vote in. And Yang Gomez, Gomes, uh, no idea who this guy is. Now, the pitching, again, 
so far, I am giving the starting lineups and even the reserves the nod to the American League. So, so far, American League is going to take this, and it might not be even close. But Justin Verlander, stud, 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 stud. Corey Kluber, stud again, another stud. Chris Sale, stud. Severino, the Yankee stud. No idea who Gary Cole is. Jose Barrios, I've, yeah, I heard about this kid. He's all right. Jay Happ, first time. It's a lot of first-timers here, man, but a lot of young players. Edwin Diaz, uh, you know, and of course, Chapman is, is going to be unavailable, but Chapman, you know, got the nod. So Blake Snell actually finally got put in. Um, you know, he, he actually was left out of the original roster, and it created so much buzz out there, man. It created, like, a lot of controversy. I mean, when Dick Vitale gets on Twitter and is bashing the and is bashing the major league because MLB because they can't believe they 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 left out the dude that has the second most wins in the American League the most you know the second most strikeouts in the leading league ERA I agree with him this dude should have been you know first not in man they should have never taken this far but when Dick Vitale gets buck wild about a Tampa Bay Ray not making it then the MLB got problems so so far this is the American League and the National League I am giving the nod to the American League MVP Aaron Judge. All right, Aaron Judge is going to be the MVP. Home run derby. Hmm. You know, this year I'm disappointed. Not a lot of stars. I mean, you only have Bryce Harper as the only star. And they're going to do that, you know, matchup against, you know, uh, high seed versus, versus, you know, low seed. And Bryce is number two. He's going to face uh, Freddie Freeman in the first round. And Max Muncy. Max Muncy, man. Have your bias. I mean, you got guys with 20 home runs here. Alex Breckman, Schwarber. Who the hell is Riz Hoskins, you know? Jose Aguilar. Dude, these are okay players, but there's no stars. Where's Aaron Judges, man? Where's Mike Stanton? You know, you got to bring people that want it before. Maybe they didn't want to participate, but this is just weak. Nobody's going to watch this. Just like nobody's going to watch the All-Star game, which is a shame. It's the Midsummer Classic. MLB, you know, Major League Baseball used to be America's pastime. It's no longer America's pastime. Basketball has taken a lot of steam out of this. So, disappointed in the home derby bracket on the, on the lineup, so... You know, not just too crazy. Of course, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch the Home Run Derby. I'm recording and fast forward through it just like I do with baseball. But, um, you know, here we go. Um, I, Aaron Judge is your MVP. And I definitely believe that American League is going to take it. No doubt about it. So looking at the power rankings right now, I'm only going to go to the top three. That's, you know, uh, Houston, Boston, and the Yankees are number three. So Yankees, solid season so far. Again, weakness is we don't have a starting rotation. We, we only have Severino and then a whole bunch of what ifs or we don't know what we're going to get out of sunny gray type of players but offensively we're up there to break all sorts of offensive records run score obas you know rbis home runs it's insane so i am happy with that i just hope cashman doesn't doesn't waste these picks man on 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 manny machado we don't need any more offense i hope he just picks up another stud we need another arm we need the second legit starter you know a second legit starter with tanaka coming back after injury it would be great i mean he's up to he's uh, he's up uh a triple a with some rehab so and he pitched today so dude i mean i i it's all right man all right you know you got some young arms uh sheffield is being called up so i don't know if it's kind of trade bait or you know hopefully they gotta give this kid a shot he was a a good number one pick for us in uh, 2015 so we just we should find that second pitcher man that second stud it's a wrap. We're taking we're taking Boston down, and we're also taking Houston, you know, because we're going to have that one and two, man, Severino, and, and then whoever we could bring on that stud, you know what I mean? Um, right now, our lovable Mets are ranked number 27. Him and the Marlins are changing 26 and 27. That's basically the Mets season is over. It's been over since May. 
after that hot start in April, 10 and 1, that was your World Series hopeful. You know, right now, Tebow got a double in his uh, double A, triple A, whatever minor league game that he got selected to. At this point, call up Tebow. He's waiting for that call up. All right. And Tebow is going to get called up whether he goes 0 for 300 at bats. The dude's going to put people in the seats. And if they ever come down to Miami, when they come down to Miami and Tebow's playing, dude, that, that stadium is going to be so packed. And you're only going to see nothing but UF jerseys. All right. Not even going to see Mets or Marlins jerseys. You're going to see nothing but UF jerseys, Tebow jerseys. People are going to go see Tebow. My sister in law probably was going to come down. Who's never watched baseball a day in her life is probably going to come because she went to UF and her husband with her Tebow shirts. All right. And and, wa- and go watch a baseball game in Miami where then nobody even comes to Miami. So they don't even come to Miami. So Tebow, Tebow, you're going to see a lot of UF jerseys if, if Tebow gets called up and is playing for the Mets when they come down here to Miami. So that's your only hopeful. I bring Tebow up, man. Make the huge campaign, man. Tebowing and all that kind of stuff. All right. Bring it back. Bring it back alive and strong. So, yeah, you know, happy with my Yankees. Not stoked about the home room derby. Uh, you know, all-star game, it is what it is. And um, the other Mets completely suck. All right? The Mets completely suck. All right? They need to dismantle that team. I don't know how they got to do that because they got so many bad contracts. It's not even funny. So, yeah, th- there you go. That's that's so far. That's as much baseball talk as we've done in a while. But I think it's important to bring this up. Now the basketball slowed down a little bit. So, but yeah, all right. I'm looking forward to the second, the second, um, second half of the season. Second half of the season, I am looking to be stoked. And hopefully the Mets, I mean, the Yankees can definitely uh, get that second arm and uh, take it to the end, get that ring, maybe. So moving on to, of course, we got to do some basketball. So we're just going to spend very little time on basketball. Let's go over my thoughts of who were the winners. What team were the winners and losers, even players, so far in this free agent season of 2018? I'm going to start with the big winners. You know what? I'm going to give the Lakers a notch over Golden State. Yes, of course. Anybody that lands LeBron, their team makes it automatically to the playoffs. Look at what it did with a bummy squad. Now, I know this is not the East, but the Lakers are now a playoff team. They weren't last year. There were 12 games under 500. They are a playoff team automatically with this. Whatever squad they have with Rondo, with um, apart from the young players, you know, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, you know, Lonzo, no jump shot ball. But... At the end of the day, they're still, you know, Josh Hart. They got some good young pieces, except for Lonzo. But bringing in uh, Rondo, like that move, still not happy with none of the outside shooting that they lack. Very, very low percentage shooters. I know they got this kid, Wagner, uh, in the summer league who can light it up. That might be your guy. Uh, but the Lakers, definitely winners. Um, they're a good playoff team, and uh, they'll, they'll make a run to the playoffs. Golden State. Warriors are my number, are my second biggest winner. Come on, man. Boogie Cousin. The dude just broke the internet. All right, 5.3 mil. Even though if he only plays half a season or two months, it's well worth it because he's going to be ready for the playoffs. And the Warriors got something. They they brought a player they lacked last year. I know Draymond is your enforcer, but they lacked that middle present, all right, because they got pushed around by the Houston Rockets. Their big men pushed the Warriors around. So... Boogie Cousins is going to change that. Boogie Cousins is going to come in, and Boogie Cousins is going to do his thing down low. Rebounds, blocks, and, of course, an inside presence. You know, it's not just, you know, Durant. He also going to give some relief to players like Draymond on the defensive end, and it's going to offensively relieve, um, you know, Steph and um, and also um, KD because he's he, he, he could score. And my my team that has the, the biggest winner, my, my, third, my third team that I thought were – where big winners in free agency is the Denver Nuggets. Ladies and gentlemen, the Denver Nuggets, of course, they resign uh, Nikola Jokic, the Joker. 
no doubt about it. You have to, that's a young stud, man. That's you know, this is the future of your team. Uh, Will Barton, that we signed him to a fifty-four million dollar contract, which is your point guard, and Isaiah Thomas for two million. Whoa! If Isaiah is healthy and he starts, Isaiah is going to get you at least eighteen and ten. All right, eighteen and seven. That is solid. I mean, Isaiah is you know two million dollars is a freaking steal, man. All right, two million dollars a freaking steal for a guy that was in the MVP conversations two years ago. He was in the top five at MVP voting. So that's a huge pickup for them. And the dark horse for that team, Michael Porter Jr., MPJ. If MPJ comes back healthy, this rookie is going to give them some solid numbers if he's healthy. So there you go. Lakers number one, Golden State Warriors number two, and Denver Nuggets number three. Those are the three biggest winners so far in the NBA free agency. Losers, Houston Rockets. I know you, you, you kept your man CP3, Chris Paul. But you lost Trevor Ariza, one of the guys that made it possible. And this is a two-way player. Good outside shooter, not an all-star, but plays great defense, on-ball defender. He was guarding KD pretty well. Switched off on our boy, Steph. You lost a vital part to your team, the Houston Rockets. So they have no more, and Houston has no more money to sign a big player. The last remaining dollars they got in their cap in their cap room is for Capella. That's it. I mean, they might pick up Carmelo Anthony, but that doesn't make them a better team. Melo ain't playing OD. Yeah, Melo brings the shooting that he's going to give you the same, basically the same numbers offensively that Arisa did, because Arisa did, did, you know, maybe 16, 17 points a game, but not on defense, not on the defensive side. So yes, Houston Rockets, huge loser, huge freaking loser in this one right here. And my second biggest loser is not a team, is a player so far. Kawhi Leonard, brah, you didn't go to the Lakers, and you're not going anywhere. Pop is not going to let you go for peanuts. So keep demanding a trade. He's not going to let you go. You're not going anywhere. Now you're saying the Clippers. And you did say the Lakers. You're from L.A. Now all of a sudden, doesn't matter what team in L.A. You're not going anywhere. Clippers got nothing for Pop. Got nothing for the San Antonio Spurs in return for you. So you will be playing with them. And you know what, dude? I used to, I look up to this dude. Just making standing his ground, but he, he did hit a lot of stuff from um, the team last year in regards to you know his, his staff, his team, you know his um his entourage hiding him from you know from the team uh, when they were going to play the Knicks last year because he was up there on his own doing some rehab and, and seeking his second opinion. So you know Kawhi, bro, you just you just lost a lot of a lot of pool. You gotta get paid, bro. You gotta get paid. Maybe maybe not by San Antonio, but you will get paid, but not by San Antonio. You just kind of put a little red mark in your in your career. So far, that's what I think. Those are the teams that that um, definitely um, thought one of the biggest losers. I think um, you know another honorable mention is the Indiana Pacers. Uh, Indiana Pacers didn't lose anything. They actually are a, a solid team. You know they they you know score. They got Tariq Evan now. They they signed some shooters like Doug McDermott. I mean, I mean Doug Dougie McBuckets. You know still gives you. Gives you some three-point shooting. They had the least amount of three-pointers last year, but with you know with, with acquiring Tariq Evans and Duck McBuckets, Duck McDermott, McDermott, you have some some positive um, pieces that are gonna help you because I know they were they struggled uh, from the outside from beyond the three-point line last year. They were not in the top. They were actually one of the lowest teams uh, to hit threes last year. So, um, oh, and by the way, another huge winner. Holy cow, Zach Levine. Come on, bro. $78 million contract for a guy 
that's coming off an ACL surgery. Whoa, 23 years old. I can't believe this guy's 2023. Can't believe he's only 23. Huge winner because 78 mil, bro. You know, and I know he's he's a decent player, but his game relies a lot on athleticism. And 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 when you come of a major ACL surgery like that, you lose a lot, a little bit of steam, brother, a little bit of hops, you lose a little bit of energy. You lose in it, which is affect his game, which is very athletic uh, driven. So yeah, there you go, folks. Those so those are my um my picks for the the winners so far in this free agency. The teams that free agency and the losers, you know, teams that lost, you know, that, you know we're not didn't get much, and so the players that I think that were also winners. All right, so uh, let's go, man. Let's get busy on Fuego headlines. All right, and next, Average Joe Sports Talk and Fuego headlines. So here we go, baby, and Fuego headlines. Let's get busy. Headlines that are on fire, that are trending based on what we average show, you know, think. So let's lead it off with Tyron Lou and Luke Walton meet for breakfast to discuss what it's like to coach LeBron James. Oh, man, I can't wait to hear this one, huh? So quoting, uh, quoting uh, Tyron Lou. so this is what he said. This is what he told the media about what he was going to tell Luke Walton of what he thought about LeBron. So this is what he, this is what. Tyron Lue said, by the way, this came from ESPN. I'll just tell them LeBron is easy. People get this whole thing built up like he's hard to coach. It's not LeBron. LeBron's not the problem. It's the outside tension that's the problem. Just puts added pressure immediately on coaches, on his teammates. Now, everything you do is under a microscope. So it's going to be totally different change for the Lakers. They'll be able to handle it, though. And I just want to let him know that F people say and you read about Braun, it's not like that. You know, like they make it seem like it's hard to coach, like he's hard on organization. He's nothing like that. That's the most important thing I want to convey to him. That he's not like that. So pretty much Tyrell just tell him, dude, don't don't believe what the media's saying. He's not hard to coach. He's not the guy that runs the show. He's a listener. He's a teams player. BS. BS Tyron, because you're 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 silly behind. Took some time off because you had a mental break issue too. All right, man. So BS calling BS on that, all right? All right, Tyron, BS. Luke, you're going to find out for yourself. Now, we're going to know what Luke Walton is made of. Remind, remember, Luke is the same age as LeBron, same age as, uh, I think he's even the same age as Rondo. So this he's actually, uh, this is going to be interesting. I want to see if LeBron's going to push him around, and I'm going to see if Rob Palenka, the GM, and Magic is, is uh, know what they're made of. We're going to find out what they're made of. We're going to see what kind of front line, what kind of organization they run when LeBron started to, bring, started to run the show. All right. So looking forward to that. That's the other part of the Lake show that I'm looking forward to. All right. Even then, I know this organization has dealt with heavy players, with, uh, you know, drama players, with headstrong players like Kobe and like Shaq. I know, I know it's a different, it's a different ball game right now. That's where they got magic, but I want to see that. So I called BS on Tyrone Lou saying that he's, he's not everything the media says. All right. So, oh, next one. This goes right in, right in front with LeBron. You know, the, so the artist that put that mural right after LeBron announced that he was signing removes it. Twice, the, uh, the mural got vandalized. So it's funny. This is what the uh, the artist, Jonas, uh, told the media. I was always told never to paint anything involving religion or politics. Apparently, they should have told me to stay away from religion, politics, and anyone against Kobe. I told y'all. I told y'all. LeBron is here now, but the fans recognize and still respect Kobe over LeBron. Why? Five rings. Five and two in the finals. LeBron needs to win at least one if you're going to get some respect from those LA Laker fans. They're like Knicks fans, bro. All right? They're like, the Laker fans are like Knicks fans. They're loyal to the team. Ride or die, win or lose, good or bad. 
And like I'm always gonna be there. I'm not gonna give anybody respect right now from the Knicks because nobody has done anything for the Knicks, merely anything for the Knicks. Because Patrick's the, the team that still that I grew up watching were the Patrick Ewing teams, you know, Allen Houston teams. We didn't win rings, but we won. And these people put them on their back. So Patrick right now is to me is the all-time greatest Nick. And doesn't matter. Porzinga has to like do unbelievable stuff to to me to say that he's the best Nick, to put him in that conversation. So same thing with Kobe, you know, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Magic Johnson, you know, LeBron, it's right now, after all that, Jerry West, he's number five or number six. Actually, Worthy's ahead of him. All right, James Worthy's ahead of LeBron. All right, so guess what, dude? Long way to climb up. The fans don't play. The fans don't lie. They vandalize your mural, bro, twice because you haven't proven yourself to these fans yet. And I agree with the fans. Much respect to the LA Laker fans. All right, Adam Silver wants to end the one and done rule. It's about freaking time. So Commissioner Adam Silver made it clear on Tuesday that there is growing support for a change that would allow players to enter the league at the age of 18 rather than require them to play one year in college or internationally. Which, you know what, dude? I understand what happened before. But, dude, you, you players get picked, players get dropped. That's it. Don't force these kids to play one year in college, man. And, I'm, and I love college basketball, man. College ball is my game. I love college basketball. I, I like to see the development of these players. But... Some of these guys are just ready. Some of these guys cannot play in college. Some of these guys are going to hurt their chances. Now, some of these guys are not ready either for the NBA. And then, you know, they're going to go in there and they're going to be, they're going to join in prematurely. They should go to college. But you know what? That's what, the way life is. And uh, it's about time. It's about time. Enough of this one and done. You know what? You don't need to, know to, you don't need to go to Italy if you don't want to play college because, you know, you got bad grades or whatever. So props to Adam Silver bringing that back. I think it's time. It's time to get back to basics. You know what? And, and, and eliminate this one and done rule. All right, so AAF, the Alliance Ameri- the Alliance of American Football League, put out a, a article saying they would they're gonna pay players about for a three year contract up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's being the base minimum right now, two hundred and fifty k for three years. Not bad, not bad for a bunch of guys that can't make it in the NFL. This is better than working on nine to five any day. All right, dude, seventy five. They said you know any anywhere between seventy five thousand a year. You know, to uh, th- this one per se, it's about, this is about, this is about a little, it's like 80 grand a year, but it's not bad. You're playing football, man. Six years. You know how hard it is to make 75,000 a year? All right. For somebody that doesn't have a college degree, it's very difficult. All right. So, you know, with bonus related to skill, statistical levels, even some fan engagement, they can earn considerably more than their base. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So they get added incentives based on uh, the, the, you know, the uh, measures they, they want. So the AAF thinks that they're, they're it's going to be very competitive and a decent wage for basically a ten game season. At two fifty, you got the, the, you know, the, um, the opportunity to earn more money with bonuses in relation to skill, stats, and even fan engagement. So yo, get ready for the tweeting, bro. Get ready for a lot of this, this guy. These people are thinking out the box. This is Dick Emerson. You actually got some real football people behind this league, and this is the reason why the XFL is going to fail. Because even though this is not going to take anything away from the NFL. It will not make the XFL, it's not going to let the XFL thrive. People are watching before they watch the XFL because the XFL is already a proven catastrophe. And let's let's talk some soccer. First, let's start with, uh, which we don't do soccer at all here, man. We, there's nothing that we know about soccer. The last time I mentioned soccer was when I was when I spoke about a few uh, episodes ago about the highest paid player of uh, 2017. And Cristiano Ronaldo happens to be there. And this happens to do with Cristiano Ronaldo is moving to Real Madrid, from Real Madrid to Juventus. So Chris, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is like the LeBron James of soccer. He's he's his third team. He moves. He actually leaving Real Madrid a powerhouse to Juventus. Who's you know it's a good team, but man, it's no Real Madrid. And 
it's funny because it's, he's 33. I mean, he's going to get paid um, about $35 million a season, just like LeBron. And I think his endorsement deal is like $50 million a year. So he, this kid, he doesn't need the money. He's so well paid. But what's crazy is that the transfer fee for Real Madrid, it's $117 million, which is more than what um, they paid for Ronaldo back when they, when, they, when they acquired him. So it's insane. It's what they paid way more than that, way, way less than that when they acquired Ronaldo in 2009. So Ronaldo moving on. And with Ronaldo moving on, let's talk about France defeats Croatia 4-2 today to win the World Cup. And again, soccer is not my forte by far. But Kylian Mbappe, Mbappe, it's a future king, my friend. The second player to score goals in the World Cup as a teenager. Pelé was the first one. Yo, he's putting Pelé numbers already, man. And Pelé was the best soccer player of all time. This kid's going to be the next Cristiano Ronaldo. The next LeBron James. 19 years old. He's going to get paid. He's going to get paid beyond recognition. It's good to see the future. And he showcased it. And what better way to showcase your skills than in the World Cup? The kid has arrived. Kylian Mbappé is the sports future king. And last but not least, last night, Manny Pacquiao laid the beat down on Lucas Matisse, baby, with a seventh round TKO. Pac-Man is back. Pac-Man has been, what, 0-3 in the last uh, three fights or 1-2? Or, or I mean, that Jeff Horn fight, you know, I think it could have gone either way. But a TKO, his first knockout since 2009. Now, Manny, 60 wins, man. I mean, I don't know why he's still fighting. He doesn't need to prove anything else. Hall of Famer, one of the top boxers. Um, last night, he was he looked quick. He looked strong. Um, I don't know. You know, Matisse was, was definitely the smaller guy moving up a lot to um, face Manny. But, you know, kudos to Manny, man. I mean, he's 40 years old. He last night did it at a high, high intensity, high level. And, you know, I'm happy for him. I don't know why he's still boxing and doesn't prove anything else. But, hey, you know, he's still got, he still performs at a high level. He's still competitive, even when he loses. I wonder who's he going to fight next. I don't know if it's smart for him to go after the brass. You know, Crawford, Charlo, Spencer. You know, these guys are all beasts, man. They're all beasts and they're all young. So let's see what let's see what the future holds for Manny. But I think this win and the way that he won is definitely has one more fight in him. He did say he's going to fight one more time this year. But um, I think if he wins, and if he wins again, you might see some huge pay-per-view. Everybody wants to fight Manny now because guess what? That's where the he brings the pay-per-view money. And shout out to ESPN. I mean, they um, first first fight in ESPN Plus of this caliber. I don't know how much I actually went in there and got the seven-day trial to watch this fight. I'm gonna delete it in a little while. You know, it was uh, something new. They're they're trying to they're trying to venture out, man. They're losing a lot of money with NBA contracts. So ESPN is trying to see all their source of revenues. I don't know how much money they got out of this ESPN Plus. Uh, for this fight last night, how many viewerships they got, but how many more memberships signed up, but I have no idea. And it would be interesting to find out. All right, that's it. And Fuego Headlines. And with that being said, end of the show. Your boy E-Man. Holla at your boy. Peace. Average Joe Sports Talk. Oh. Oh.